Everybody and welcome to your Game Bite Show podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Lamont, standing in for regular host LeGrand Jolly, and I'm joined by the two compadres, because we're the three amigos. I think that's how that works. There's some arithmetic involved. Los dos amigos. Los dos amigos. Uh, and, and Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Our new <laughs> band. <laughs> no, no, uh, we, you, we, by... you don't say who's not the amigo. You yeah, leave you it... Know. To the <laughs> Just an ambiguous, yeah. someone's out, we don't know who it is. Right. Uh, we'll definitely end tonight on this podcast. Dale Count, Eldor Jones, how you doing there, Dale? Um, I'm pretty good, thank you. Possibly one of the Dos Amigos. Uh, also <laughs> possibly one of the Dos Amigos, Jared Red Eye Dunn. How are you doing there, Jared? Howdy. I'm doing good. Jared, Jared doesn't speak Spanish, so he's got no idea what we're talking oh, yeah. about. I, I speak uh, Texan. Kind of <laughs> close. <laughs> it's it's like Tex-Mex. It tastes mm-hmm. like chili. Uh, that's, that's what we got going on. <laughs> Uh, guys, I think uh, we've turned a corner this season. Snow is flying here in the great state of Utah. I don't know. I heard you were supposed to get some snow up there in Beaverton, but then they we changed may. it. We may. I was in Target today for an unrelated reason, and I happened to walk by where they were selling sleds. And, and I was everybody like, oh, was... I should get one of these, because every time we do get snow, they're all gone, like, instantly. Because, you know, we don't get all... Well, nobody keeps sleds around. Yeah, no one one has sleds. They only have, like, ten there. So, like, the instant there's going to be snow, they just... Even if you buy one, you're like, I live in Oregon. You throw it out when you're done. You're like... Well, I got this, like, super flat type that um, doesn't take up any space in the garage, really. You just lean it up against something, and it's... You just get some cellophane and just, like, unroll something. Yeah, I mean, you could. Probably. I mean, you could. Uh, I don't know how things are going down there in Texas, but... uh, it was in like the seventies today. Oh man! <laughs> wow. Well. Yeah. You know, all that all that uh, climate change is doing somebody some good. Yeah, Ain't Texas me. was never hot before. No, that's, that's right. True. Yeah, it's, I mean, you it's know, it depends. Unseasonably warm <laughs> in November. In November, that's no. fine. That's fine. We're, you know, we're it's like uh, it's like the the Charlie Brown Christmas. The snowflakes aren't even ripe until January, so. <laughs> Right. They're not even right. yellow until wait, wait. <laughs> uh, every, everybody survived the holiday. It looks like I think we uh, yeah. we made it. Yeah, I started yeah. learning. Yeah. I started learning montante, which is a type oh, of sword. Oh, oh. What, is, yeah. what, what type it's of sword a, is that? That's like Incan or something. Um, it's sixty-five inches tall. Whoa! So it's a big one. It's a <laughs> it's a por- Yeah, kind of. It's a Portuguese. Uh, uh, fighting system it's really interesting I, wait i just i searched montante and it's given me like leg leggings look you're you... m-o-n-t-a-n-t-e Mont- is that like Montan- a mounted blade what's what's adele what's that uh, horse katana thing that they use that big nodachi or whatever yeah no well there's yeah there's a no there's a tachi there's a nodachi there's a naginata, but that's like a blade on a spear. This hat. has got to be like the Texan equivalent of that. Um, a montante. The, por- mounted, the Portuguese. Right? Yeah. Uh, no, you don't use it mounted. Uh, well, it's just the name sort of implies that you might, I guess. But no, I mean, you know, it's better not than mount- I do. I don't know. it's not mountante. 
Oh yeah, okay, all right. Montante. You use it on mountains. Me, That's why it's called Montante. That's yeah, Montante. Montante. It's it's actually really uh, fun. It's a very flowy and uh, momentum based system. So it's like once you get going, you're like, yeah, I'm just swinging around. It's I really like that. Great. That sounds like Ivy's like spike sword. Like when are you gonna learn that thing? Like the whip that comes out and then solidifies <laughs> into a. A sword? I will post a video, not of me, of someone actually good at it, uh, in our Discord. So, so yeah. y'all should go check How it out. How does this differ from like a claymore? Or um, a so, Vihander? Sort of? So, really, it's the, the, <laughs> the differences between, say, a claymore or a spadone, which is Italian, or a Zweihander, or probably would called a Bidenhander back then. Um, nothing. I, they're they're all just big swords, so big swords. they're just they're regionally distinct and uh, time period. But other than that, oh, okay. and, and everyone's got to have their own same. fancy name for it. Is the thing they just want to brand it, right? Well, here's, yeah, here's so, one uh, website I found that listed them as Montante slash Spadone slash Zweihander slash Big Two Handed Swords. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we kind of refer to them as true two hander swords. Whereas a long sword is more of a uh, one and a half hand. Y you like use you two hands, you but, to, but you can also use one if you wanted. Like, uh, and then of course there's like arming swords, which you couldn't you really fit two hands extra. on if you tried. So, <laughs> well, good. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that that got you through the the long weekend. That's um, right. How's your roll with the uh, montante? Yeah, can you still dodge roll? Um, no. You uh, will absolutely hit yourself with the cross guard, and it will hurt. <laughs> you need to wear less armor then, yeah, or, exactly. or else there's a certain true. ring. You, can... you just need to get out there in a loincloth. Or, or you those like try it. I bet you really, can take them all. Those really poofy pants, you know, those uh, yeah. Renaissance Kulots. era. Yeah, I love it. Some Kulots, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, we're also uh, braving the the uh, weekend of great deals. Uh, I've bought exactly zero from like anybody. <laughs> So I don't know if I don't know if that's just me, but this year I'm just like not. Yeah, you know what? We we it. bought some household stuff. We bought a coffee grinder and a coffee maker, um, and I don't know. Like, I think some stuff that the kids want for Christmas. Yeah, I got to start thinking about that. I probably should have started thinking about that by now. We are actually almost done with Christmas shopping for the kids. Some of it was on sale. Most most of it was just. Dang. Whatever. My kids, my kids now, actually, my younger daughter, when I was like, oh, so, you know, what do you think you might want for Christmas? And I think I talked about this last Money. week. Money. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Actually, what I think I'm going to do, I might have mentioned this already, is I think I'm just going to give them, like, a couple hundred bucks each to spend on a new chair, like a, like a gaming or, or office chair, and just let them pick out whatever it is they want. And I think that's about where I am in the trajectory of Christmas parenting. We're, we're, like, we're basically there. Our 14-year-old's uh, like, I just want cash. We're like, okay. Really? <laughs> Done. <laughs> Damn, I dream of genie. Well, bing, bing, bing. And to their credit, like they realize they're like, well, the things I want, no one's going to buy me because they're too expensive. Right. So right. I want money so I can save up to get the thing Build I want. Up a little right. nest egg right. and get what you actually want. That's right. That's how, that's the capitalist system, my friends. <laughs> good, good. Well, uh, another part of the capitalist system is uh, talking about the things that you acquire. And uh, guys, that's what we're going to do on this podcast episode. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Dale, it's been a little while since you've been on. I'd like to hear what you've been playing this last week or two. Okay. Well, I think I can get through this fairly quickly. Um, I had a hankering for Devil Daggers not too long ago, so I, I loaded that up. Here's a, here's a throwback. 
Yeah, yeah. right. And that game is, is still a lot of fun. It's still also very, very difficult. But what I really want to mention is that they have added now a thing where like you can go in and look at the all time top scoring runs and you can do a like a, a video playback of that guy's run. Right. And so <laughs> I looked at like the number one Devil Daggers run in the world and it went on for something like. I don't know, 40 minutes or something like just insanely long. And after about, you remember, you remember how like geometry wars would ramp up, you know, like devil, yeah. devil daggers does the same thing after about 30 seconds, <laughs> it becomes like almost unplayable. Right. Uh, unless you are very, very I, good. I prefer that to the alternate. I played some of those like geometry wars. Uh, what was the one on the Vita? But anyway, there's somewhere it like takes five minutes before you get. Yeah. The... It's a too long of a ramp up. Period. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. with, with this game, it definitely, gets going very quickly and and so like I've, the best i had on a recent run was i don't know probably like 45 seconds or something uh something just utterly pathetic compared to like what this like the guy who has like the world world's longest highest scoring run at devil daggers by the end like he just appeared to kind of give up and just let them kill him because he was like he was like like Neo in the matrix or something like, like just, just effortlessly dancing around the arena, just like blowing up everything. And after a while it becomes like a, it seems like it evolves into a fairly predictable pattern, which you'd probably expect, you know? Um, right. But like these giant, like flying centipede creatures would appear like, like it seemed to be, there were, patterns that would telegraph when one was going to appear and when it would appear it'll come with like a thousand gems on it and like if you remember that game one of the things you would do is you would um collect gems after you blasted the enemies right um on this for this particular type of um enemy you'd have to like blast the gem off of every vertebrae section on the long bone centipede thing as it went through the air and it was just like a a feat of master of mastery of this game that was just like whoa dude i don't know how long you how'd you this. do that yeah <laughs> like how, how many have you been playing all this time <laughs> you know like ever since the game came out have you just been it's all they mainlining do. this one game um it was really quite amazing just to see and i i, I can kind of, kind of understand like how um it would be you could learn to do something like that but like it seems like you could put in the same amount of effort and become like a virtuoso piano player or something like that. Right. Um, uh, but instead like, you know, you, you learn to play devil daggers, which I don't want to belittle the accomplishment. I it's mean, just, it's just, it's, it seems to me like it would be almost the same amount of effort. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's super easy to be that good. You just gotta play, play it for a month or two. I don't know. But, but anyway, I was astounded at like the skill that this guy was showing on his run. Um, and it was just like, how in the world do you even, I don't even know. Um, but anyway, I, I played some of that. I played, I went back and played a little bit more of the, uh, Warhammer 40,000 Inquisitor Martyr, the, like the Diablo alike, uh, oh, yeah. Inquisitor game that, that we got into and, and Legrand also played a little bit. Yeah, that's uh, great. I think he played quite it, a lot of it actually. It's, it's um, great on the Steam Deck too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't have a Steam Deck, but I, I can see how that would be good. Um, I, I mean, it's just a really cool game. You know, it just remains good. Um, and it just seems to keep on going and going and going too. Cause I know I've played through a bunch of the campaign and DLC and whatever else. Uh, and there's just more stuff being offered up and it's all got like story tying it together, which is, you know, halfway interesting. Um, but I was just, just kind of like, how deep does this go? Right. Like how much, how much have they, and 
they're still supporting it with stuff. Like there's like a major patch that has just come out and like, you know, they're like doing seasons or whatnot, like all these games. Now it makes you wonder like all these games that are live games that are being instantly or like endlessly supported. Like, I guess they're making enough money to do that. I don't know. They, they, just, they have to be right. Like to justify. Yeah. yeah right. You, I mean, who's spending money on games though? <laughs> yeah. All these games. Cause most of them you can either, you know, buy and buy once and play forever, or you can, they're free to play and you can potentially play forever without ever paying anything. So, right. but I, I don't know, I guess there are people out there that, that do buy a lot of games and buy like cosmetics and stuff. Speaking right. of another game, yet another game that I've been playing like literally forever since it came out in late 2014, uh, elite dangerous. I <laughs> have finally actually achieved the rank of elite in the exploration category. But wow. he's not dangerous. I was gonna say, where's the dangerous? Uh, yeah, that's something. I guess that's like a higher level that you that's that, a, like that, players can't get that, to or something. That's a know. different category, not explorer. Yeah. Pirate. Um, no, my uh, yeah. If you look at my uh, rating in the combat category, I am merely competent, <laughs> <laughs> but not not quite dangerous, I guess. Right. Um, but I, I did get the the rank, the coveted rank of elite in the exploration category. Uh, by completing my journey to the center of the galaxy to see the Great Annihilator, the Sagittarius A star black hole, um, which um, was it cool? Well, you can't really see it because light oh. doesn't escape from it. So I was like, "That's dumb." It looks like a big black spot. Uh, is this it? Is that all? There's <laughs> uh, they, somebody's got a shirt stand. So you know, to, I really, to really Annihilator. to really Stupid see t-shirt. it, you have to fly <laughs> into it. Yeah, I, I yeah, you can't do that uh, in this game, at least. Um, I wish that'd be cool, and and then like it would spit you out. Like, I think it would be great if it like destroyed your character entirely, like if it wiped your save. Well, it would. Like I mean, it would. Well, the, the way this game works, I mean, I mean, you've played Elite, but like when you die, you like it yeah, blows you your ship over. up, and you have to start over again somewhere, right? And and you have you know like you have insurance, you can get your ship back and all that stuff, but it's a pain in the ass because I'm thirty thousand miles light years away from anything right at the center of the galaxy, um, and so I didn't try to fly into it. Although I'm sure nothing would happen if I did, other than disaster. You'd um, hit an invisible wall and bounce off. Yeah, and then that would damage my shields and everything else. And no, so anyway, I, I got to the center of the galaxy, and then I basically was like okay well where am i gonna go next uh and i got to thinking about it and i was like i really want to like finally upgrade to the anaconda which was at the time the game came out was i think the most expensive ship there was uh, and it's still one of the most expensive ships there is and it i think it mm. still has the highest ceiling of potential for um, being an exploration vessel, if you've kitted it out with all the correct parts and gotten them all engineered up and, and everything else, I think it does have the highest ceiling as far as like jump range, uh, which is what I'm into. Like I'm a, if, if I'm a gearhead Your for a spaceship, don't want none unless it's got a high jump, unless range. it's jump, got jump. suns, <laughs> hun, uh, <laughs> no, I thought about that rhyme earlier. Um, oh, good. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so I made my way. So in the galaxy, in Elite, there is the sort of core area of settled space, which is around Sol, you know, our solar system. And it extends out for probably, I don't know, 3,000 light years in any in a spherical direction. Um, and then apart from that, the galaxy is pretty much virgin territory, right? There's like not settlements anywhere, except for this one area that they call Colonia that is... 
uh, you know, it's sort of like closer to the center than it's, we are. It's where they make all the perfumes. Yeah. Cologne, it's Cologne, Germany of the galaxy. Um, it's just another subtle area of the galaxy. It's like if we are at, let's say, six o'clock on the gal- galactic map, um, it's at more like 830 or nine o'clock to the galactic center. So it's like off over that way. Um, but anyway, it's it's closer to the center than the main settled area is so i just made a beeline for that and i went i went to this the first um well i was looking for a specific thing i was looking for a station that would sell me an anaconda because they don't all sell the same ships and all that i found one in a in a system called carcosa which uh, i don't know if you guys are familiar with the, the legends of carcosa at all um nope. but there's a oh look it up there's a there's a famous uh like lovecraftian sort of horror universe about the the king in yellow and like he's in a realm called Carcosa or something. Um, anyway, I went to this place, bought the Anaconda and then I determined that like, I can sort of soup it up a little bit, but I'm to like really get the most out of it. I'm going to have to go back to the like original settled space and, and talk to an engineer there and probably run some errands and stuff and get a few things like ingredients, mats, you know, um, to really get things souped up. So for what I've done, what, what I've decided to do now is to take the scenic route home to uh, settled space. And what I'm going to do is from Colonia area, I'm going to head, I'm going to make a beeline to the galactic West and just get as far as I can out there to like, you know, try to get into all the little, the galaxies divided up into these like little sectors and like you can hit the codex and you can say like what sector is what I'm going to try to eventually get to every codex in the gap or every sector in the galaxy. Um, But the quickest path for me to do that is going to be to take out these ones on the Western side first. So I'm going to fly over there and then I'm going to loop around heading from about nine o'clock back to about, you know, six o'clock um, on the arc of the, the galactic clock. And, um, and yeah, and then soup up that uh, frame shift drive on that ship so that I can jump, you know, like, I don't know, 75 light years at a time. And then I'm going to go take care of the rest of the galaxy. So that's the <laughs> I'm going to go take the rest of Take care of the rest of the yeah. I Sounds love it. good. I love it. I look forward to hearing about this for the rest of your life. Yeah, for the next 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wonderful. Good Good slate. Good slate of games. Thank you for bringing those. Jared. Jared, what I done? What you been doing? I have played some games. Uh, so uh, one thing, I actually streamed, strummed this yesterday. Strummed it. Um, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. So it officially comes out on the 30th. That's in two days, one day, depending on what pretty, time pretty you're listening soon. to this. Uh, but if you pre-order, you get access to the pre-order beta. So it looked awesome. So I did it. Uh, and it's awesome. It's great. So these are the same guys that made uh, Vermintide 2, Vermintide, uh, War of the Roses, which is one of my favorite of these like melee brawler oh, I, games. I didn't know they made War of the Roses. Pretty sure Fat Shark did. That's, yeah, that's cool. It was a great game. Um, it, anyway, so it is a uh, left for dead style, four player co-op horde go from point A to point B. Were survival. you playing solo though? Were you playing with AI or no, I was oh, with okay. random pickup people. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think, I think in one of the games, um, someone did drop out and so it turned oh. into a bot, but, oh. um, it, it'll add, it'll add people mid mid mission, which is kind of nice. So 
Um, if someone does drop a connection or has to go eat their, you know, dinner or whatever, cause their mom's yelling at them, you, you can get someone else to jump in. Uh, but it, it's, it's great. There's four classes, the, the zealot, which is like a melee crazy guy, uh, the psyker, <laughs> which does like magics, you know, space wizard. I think I want to play a psyker. Yeah, they look they look really cool. Um, the sharpshooter who is uh, like a guardsman, so he has like a light las rifle and just pew pew pew. Uh, and then an ogren, which is oh yeah, an ogre. Like it's a big guy, big dude. <laughs> um, what I love the most about the ogren is he sounds and talks like the barks he like does Shrek. in his Please voice. Be Shrek. <laughs> Team Fortress Two heavy Donker. weapons guy. <laughs> like he's like talking about rations and all i can hear in my head is don't touch sandwich <laughs> sandwich <laughs> yeah uh it sounds just like that it is so good that is pretty good um i mean yeah. honestly somebody should mod the game i'm just saying even though it's not you know out yet somebody should do it oh they will to mod oh right. yeah so. that'd be great uh <laughs> but it's a it's a lot of fun um if you're into those style games it's it's a great take on it i guess um but the other game I've actually been playing uh, on my Steam Deck, uh, exclusively on my Steam Deck, I guess, nice is uh, a little adventure game called Pentiment. Mm. And um, it's really hard to describe the art style of the game. It is like if you if a illuminated manuscript came to life, that's what this game is. Uh, so all the characters have that real like um, kind of bold, uh, kind of vibrant feel to them. The animation is smooth, so they they move like normal people. They're not all weird like paper movement, right. like right, Monkey right. Island or whatever we were talking mm-hmm. about a couple weeks ago. Uh, but like anytime you change scenes, it like zooms out and turns the page like in a manuscript constantly. That's and cute. It, it's really, really well done. Um, and just the whole presentation is just really fantastic so the i guess the gist of it is you are a dude who is a master artist living in um the bavarian alps and it's got like uh so i just started the second chapter or whatever um and so you know there's like uh, uh like if there was a murder mystery in the first one and, and then he had like ominous warnings to not return uh entering the second chapter um but uh, it, it's really interesting because it paints a really neat picture of what life was like uh, living back then, right? So, like, mm-hmm. all of this this town is uh, near an abbey, and the abbey owns all the land. So they owe like the abbot all of these taxes and stuff, and like even though the townspeople aren't necessarily. Uh, answerable to the abbey like they're basically like i don't know indentured or whatever it, yeah, it's like really crazy yeah yeah and it's it's just uh really fascinating um listening to i, I assume it's probably pretty well researched and and whatnot but um it's actually by obsidian entertainment which i didn't realize until today so i so i follow yeah. um josh sawyer's the like creative director there um like the head on on mm-hmm. this game um, and he he was also the same on on Fallout New Vegas, right? And I think Pillars of Eternity or both of the Pillars of Eternity games. Um, so I mean, this guy has like quite a, a pedigree, but also he apparently just has like a great personal interest in like this period of history. And yeah. This, this um, 
locale, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I would, I would say, I would basically guarantee that if it could be researched and found out that it's, you know, a true, as true to that as possible. Yeah. It's, it's as good an attempt as you can get. It's really interesting. And a lot of the choices, uh, like you'll make, there's no like combat. It's all just text story driven. Um, really seem to now i haven't played it twice or anything but they really seem to have a very divergent path that you can go like um for example you if you collect enough you know there's there's this murder mystery and you know all these suspects basically and if you collect enough evidence you can convince the archdeacon maybe it was somebody uh, or you can not convince him if you don't have enough evidence or you could frame someone like I, it seems like it could go a lot of ways. So it's uh, pretty neat for that. So it's it's one of those games that uh, I really have to kind of stop myself from like trying to out game it and like min max it and be like, no, no, just yeah. Choose the choices and see how the story develops. And, you know? and I've heard that it's one of those like The Witcher or whatever, where it's like nothing is good. And so you can't really like love most it. things aren't good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like these people just trying to live their lives and like nobody can afford their taxes. I'm all yeah, about some shades of gray. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I thought I about mean, it. It's not, and, and I guess, uh, you know, in the in the uh, Discord, we were sort of talking about whether it's like the procession to Calvary or something, and it's not a funny it's, it's not, not a funny game. I mean, there might be some humor in it here or there, but it's not intended to be a comedy for sure. Right, right, right. I mean, that's one of the things I really liked about Procession to Calvary is it was just a... It was just know, a Monty hoot. Python. Yeah. It, yeah, it just, yeah. No, this is... Fun. I mean, it has a similar art style, but it, it is definitely... It's a it's a adventure game, like a point-and-click style adventure game. Takes itself kind of seriously, but it's... I like that. I mean, good. honestly, that, that art style, I've only ever seen it used a couple of times. I mean, the mm-hmm. other one was uh, just kind of a dumb little um, uh, mobile game called Marginalia Hero, I think, that I talked about once, <laughs> where you just... You you are the little fantastic... Like, snails, uh, you know, rat rabbits jousting on tops of snails and stuff like that. Like, the little, you know... The Marginalia is like the little yeah. animals and critters that uh, are yeah. the size of illuminated manuscripts. And that's the only other time I've seen it, I think, aside from this, and then maybe, you know, something like mm-hmm. Procession to Calvary. But, um, but I, I think it's a cool idea. Yeah, cool stylistic choice. Yep, it's really so, good. Uh, do you get the sense of how long it is? Are you going to have to play it a while? Or um, so, I've put in ten hours, I think, and I'm in chapter two. Oh wow! Okay. I'm going to guess there's three chapters, but I have I, I haven't seen anything yeah, that right. says so. Okay, cool, cool. Well, nice. Uh, well, I uh, am going to put a little bit of a wet blanket on the proceedings by talking Uh-oh. about the game that I play. <laughs> it doesn't happen often. I mean, usually it's more fun to talk about things that you like, but I uh, was looking at Game Pass and a new batch of games came to Game Pass. And uh, one of them I saw was uh, Gungrave Gore, G period O period R period E period. I don't know actually what that stands for. I probably should look that up. But uh, Gungrave is a series that goes back to the PlayStation 2 and it, it purports to be sort of a, it's an action game kind of along the lines of like Devil May Cry or, or, or something like that, or like God of War. Um, but it's not as mobile as Devil May Cry. So Dante is like flipping people up in the air, jumping up, slicing people around, running fast, like dashing over to someone, chopping them up, shooting with guns, da 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 And you know, it's, all, it's about the combos. Gungrave kind of tries to be that, but they do it with a guy who's 
I guess his name is just Grave or Beyond the Grave or something like that. And he's like this big, tough, he's supposed to be tough, but he kind of looks like John Denver with like emo hair and and glasses or something. <laughs> nice. But he's like, you know, he's over like really ripped. He's really muscly and stuff. And he's like latched on kind of like, you know, Kratos has the, the blades of chaos that are like, you know, chains mm-hmm. to his arms. This guy has, uh, I don't know what, so I, I guess I should say about this. This game wants to be sort of like, you know how people, you know, if you look in the cutscenes in Devil May Cry and the Japanese developers are like, this is super cool. Like this guy is going to be so cool. Right. And in America, we're like, this is not really cool. Like this is, there's something, you know, it's kind of like you can sort of tell they're trying to be tough or something. And it's, it's cool like, if you're lame. Or like, yeah, like, kind of dramatic or something. Kind of like middle school or like junior high kind of like, oh yeah, he's got a, he's, he's changed to a coffin that's also a gun. And, you know, and he's and he's and he's this tough guy, but he's got long, black, straightened out emo hair and some wireframe glasses or something. <laughs> it's nice. like it just doesn't quite get there for me. Every So the funny thing to me is that I really felt like this game was a maybe a PlayStation three, you know, Xbox 360 era kind of game. The design is that way. The voiceovers are that way because your character, he's like super tough. So he doesn't talk. Right. Because he's like he's like, you know, he's like. He, he's stompy and kind of slow and his guns are not like Ebony and Ivory from, from Devil May Cry. Cause those are like, bah, 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 bah. this guy's more like, bah, 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 bah. like kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I, I don't know. There's, there's, they're supposed to be tough guns, but they're just not tough. They just end up being kind of slow. And the melee attacks that you do are also, they kind of like go slow and they're like, Whoa, chunk. And you're like, that is going to kill some dudes, but it doesn't take down very much life at all. So it ends up, everything mm. feels kind of like not really heavy, even though this guy's supposed to be like slow and heavy. Yeah. Um, he doesn't do a lot of like jumping or dashing. Uh, you can chain dudes and bring them in and do some, you know, gruesome kills and stuff like that. But mostly I get shot a lot. And and my daughter was watching me play and I'm like, and, and I could tell, I started to like really sour on this game. And I'm like, this game is not good. Like, this is bad. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? I'm getting mobbed by guys. I don't have any moves that are going to kill these guys. Um, and she's like, dad, you just don't like it because you're not good at it. And I'm like, well, that's part of it. Like the game doesn't actually give you the tools to feel powerful, which is really weird. That's strange. So, so I only got like three levels in and I was kind of looking at some reviews and, and it does have some things like Devil May Cry, right? So between missions, you can go to like a, a gun lab and, and level up some new abilities and moves. Um, so I, I guess, and what the reviews say is that it sort of gets better as you go, but the opening levels are just really, like really difficult because you don't have a lot of a, of a developed skill set. Um, and, and generally, so the, so the, the, the premise of the game, so in, in Devil May Cry, uh, you know, you would do a bunch of combos and it would be like dirty, uh, or, or cool or badass or, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, you rap ramp and it cool. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Or you, you rap and cool. Um, <laughs> but in this, in this, what it does is every engagement, you sort of start over at zero and get, they call them beats or beat. Uh, and once you hit a certain level, it allows you to do something else, like another cool move. So as soon as you get 50, uh, you can do a thing where you can just start shooting in every direction and not actually hitting people. Parenthetically, I just could not really make it work. But but it continues to allow you to build on that. So if you then get up to 100, you can do something else and something, you know, you can go into rage mode, which in the, I found to be super ineffective. Like it didn't actually do anything. Um, the level design and the movement... Uh, everything feels like a PlayStation three era kind of thing. Like you're going through a lot of like army bases. So, so the, so the premise of the game is that your, your team, you're part of a, of a team of, uh, elites 
fighters or something. I don't know. It's mostly like you and some people who talk to you on the radio. Uh, but they're, they're called um, El Alcangel or something like that, or El Alca, mm. I think. They, they're like, because they're cool, they abbreviate it. Yeah. Um, and, and in this world, so kind of in the same way that Devil May Cry or DMC had this, or, or um, you know, Max Payne had Valkyr, right? There's like this drug that, you know, enslaves people and, and right. you know, really, really messes them up. Uh, and so these guys, because they're really tough and this dude with his chained up coffin, you know, he's going to go, he's going to like, winners don't use drugs. Like he is going to, he's going to go after the cartels that are distributing these drugs. Uh, and, and so you're there like fighting dudes and there's like guys who are wigged out on this drug seed, uh, and kind of whatever, uh, you know, and there's, and, and you'll get to a level and it's like, okay, now we're in the sewers and there's these flesh worms and they're going to jump out and get you. Um, but the, the combos, like the stuff that you can do, you're just popping off these slow guns. You can hold and then release, but it takes too long to hold and then release to shoot one shot that might hit a couple of guys and maybe break some dude's shields. And of course, you've got like shield guys running up and there's like fat guys with sledgehammers. So like all the typical bad guys are there. Yeah, yeah, you've got a Bobo is there. Um, and like a lot of times it's either I'm not there. And, and they're always shooting, like, they shoot faster than I do. There's bullets coming at me all the that. time. I know. I'm like, I'm like, what kind of game is this? What sort of stupid hero is this guy in Gungrave? Because I'm, like, getting hit. And, and the thing is, you've got a shield. And as long as it doesn't start biting into your health, like, if you deplete your shield, it'll bite into your health. But the shield will replenish after. And it's a pretty long shield. I mean, they're generous with it. But they kind of have to be, because you're constantly getting pegged from across the level by, like, dudes shooting rockets at you. And bullets are coming from all the, all over the place. And when I try and do a special move to like shoot in all directions nobody's getting shot like sometimes they're up high and guess what when i shoot in my four directions imagine we were talking about neo earlier imagine that he starts shooting all over but he's got no vertical so guys who are up on ledges they're like that's cool like they're just gonna hang out up there and just keep popping away and they're not smart like they're just dumb shooty guys and sometimes i would just get overwhelmed by shooty guys and you know you're supposed to dodge they like want you to dodge and you can dodge and shoot and every time you shoot here's the other thing in Devil May Cry, I'm pretty sure you could just hold the trigger and Dante's just gonna pop, 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 until you're ready to do something else. This so guy, you just sque- that was yeah, cool. yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And then you can like set up for something else and keep your combo going. Uh, and I was hoping that Gungrave would be this. I'm like, okay, I want to play some Devil May Cry. I want to, I want to do this. But the guy's just so slow. Uh, when you squeeze the, the, the right trigger to fire, he shoots four bullets. It tells you, like in the in the game and in the in the in the wikis and stuff, you shoot four bullets every time you squeeze the trigger, and that might sound like a lot, but it's not. So I'm like this all the time, and then I'm trying to dodge all the time. So I'm like, uh, and then my bullets don't hit him. Like the the tracking is not very good. I just I want to say some good things about this game, but I can't. I just I didn't like it, and it and it's new. Like it just came out this week on Game Pass, and maybe I want to see. I want to look at the the system that Dale was using to watch the you know the players like the really elite players like I want to see the oh, best yeah. Gungrave player. I want to see what he does because I, I and I gave this game lots of chances like I would die and I'm like okay I'm done but then I was like okay one more time one more time and then I get to the same place and it makes you go through and like watch the opening cutscene again for the level like the save spots are not real generous so you're going back to the beginning of the level and I'm watching guys getting eaten by worms every time and to, to skip it you got to wait for a minute for the thing to load and then you got to hold the button so that it fills up the skip thing because like oh do you really do you really want to skip yeah I really want to skip this <laughs> uh and so it's just like there was by the end of it I was like waiting I just wanted one thing I just wanted one thing to be good that I could like 
you know, like maybe I could find that button that I could just mash and just start killing guys. But they just come from so many different angles and they're just shooting you all the time. And the lock on only like is within a certain range. Like you can't lock on to a guy behind you. You've got to like manually turn around and do stuff. And by the end, I just, I, I, I just, I feel like I'm not understanding something, but I don't really care anymore. So I don't know. Gungrave has been going on a long time. I actually have I have a Gungrave soundtrack on vinyl. And so I was like, you know what? Oh, is that what maybe you should just go back and play one of the old games. Maybe. maybe. And have I don't fun know. again. But here's the other thing. God of War Ragnarok came out last week. I should be sure. playing God of War Ragnarok. You should be. Right. I should have done that instead of playing Gungrave. So you should I, be just, playing Dark Tide. I I could be. I or Pentiment too. I could. I could do any of this. I, all of these. The world is my. You could be going instead, to the center of the galaxy to see I, nothing. Yeah. Instead, I decided to be like a tough, slow John Denver emo straight hair lookalike, whose whose melee attacks are not tough, who shoots real slow, and I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it. The series has been going on a long time, so somebody out there likes Gungrave. I don't know who, and I don't know why. Um, but I. I Normally, I will tell you at the at the end, at this point in my impressions, I will say, well, it's on Game Pass, so you should go ahead and try it. Mm. But I'm going to tell you, don't bother. Don't bother with playing Gungrave Core uh, on Game Pass or anywhere else. But but I'm open to someone <laughs> telling me, like, well, if you harsh. are out there listening to this or seeing this and you understand Gungrave, please, please, please follow the link in the show notes to the Discord server and please tell me. Please help me. I just, I want to know. But I finally just gave up on this after three levels and I said, no, I just, I can't do it. So I guess Bayonetta 3 also came out and even that's I, supposed to be all right. I at so. least stuck through Cursed Castilla. <laughs> yeah, no, I I mean, I, I, I wanted to. It's just nothing was good and I just did not feel tough any time. And I just, that's not what <laughs> video games are about. I'm sorry. It's just not what video games are about. So. Well, that sounds terrible, but it's if you terrible. want some non-terrible games don't look at this week's new releases no it's bad it's a bad week for everybody it's kind of, it's kind of a tough week but i uh, i did pick out a few that i think kind of stand out from the crowd take that for what it's worth uh you can go find the complete list at tech-gaming.com uh here's what i pulled out soccer story I almost played that. That was almost, that's what I should have played. Okay. Instead. So, it was so is it a Kyrosoft cool. game? No, it's not. It's like an RPG. It's like a physics-based RPG or something. It's on Xbox. It's on, it might be on other platforms too, but it's definitely on Xbox. It's on everything. It's on everything. Uh, the Night Witch, which is a twin stick Metroidvania thing. That sounds all right. Um, and Astro Knight, uh, spelled N-I-T-E, not like the... Oh medieval warrior but what i really kind of stood out to me is the game's in black and white it looks really great huh. like it's really cool Met, little, uh, again uh they call it uh, a one bit <laughs> uh metroidvania because it's got no color it's like 2d it looks real cool um uh, yeah so that's it that's that's our uh, new releases but we do have as oh, ever, by the way gungrave gore also came out this week don't crickets yeah um you know of course we are constantly data mining destiny 2 uh to get ahead of these new guns coming out uh and here here are the two new ones being added this week uh megalan 11 
Oh, that was that Weird. great party that everybody brought their computers to and we played Quake. <laughs> That's right. Land 11. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and then we were sad when Destiny is, came out. Hey, wait, is that supposed to be a ripoff of Mega Man? I, oh, never mind. I'm sorry. It's a gun. It can't be a ripoff of a game. It's a Mega Buster. A, it's it's actually it goes on your hand it's and you Destiny just gun. shoot it. Yeah. Arctictopia. Arctictopia. Arctophobia. I don't know. It's it's real weak. Okay, yeah. so deals and freebies. Here's what I did this week. There are many sales going on, of course. Um, I went to Steam, the Epic sale, and the GOG sale, and I scrolled through the list of games on sale until one stood out to me. They're not necessarily games I've played or games okay. I've bought or anything. It's just like, ooh, that looks interesting, Okay, and fair. it's on sale. Uh, so at the Steam sale, I picked out the game Road Warden, which looks awesome. Uh, it's $8.24. So it's like a text adventure looking thing. Looks really cool. It's kind of cool. Over on Epic, the <laughs> new Tales from the Borderlands. I is, must play this by the is, end of this year because it's going to be in the game by these. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, like 20% off. So it's 30 bucks right now. So it's kind of new. So not a huge discount, but yeah, Tales from the Borderlands was so good. I wonder what um, episode they're up to. I wonder if we know, do we know how many episodes it is and where they're at in the whole thing? Maybe not. No we'll find out. We'll find out. All right. Go All buy right. it and find out. Yeah. Okay. Go play this instead of that gore yeah. or whatever. Gun grave, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on GOG, I actually intentionally picked something uh, from one of their older games. Just whatever. Um, and this is one of my personal favorite, uh, like strategy space strategy games, uh, Nexus, the Jupiter incident, which you can pick up for a low, low price of 99 cents. So it is such a cool game. Here's the only thing it's on GOG. And I just, for some reason, I have this aversion to just like loading things up on GOG and I don't know why I want GOG to come to GeForce now. I thought they were going to do that and then they haven't done it yet. Hmm. Um, so I'll be honest, it's probably over on Steam too. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I, All right, I know the in. game is there. I don't know if the sale is the same. Right, right, right. Um, and Epic Games Store will allegedly do another Christmas giveaway this year. So if you're unfamiliar, last year it was like, I don't know, like 20 games or something. Yeah. And yeah, it was yeah. like every day was a new game. Right. Yeah, um, I remember that. yeah. It was 12 games like two years ago and then 15 games okay. last year. And then the 15. So it should Christmas. be 18 games this year. If <laughs> the pattern right. holds three games. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's like <laughs> geometrically. Yeah. yeah. Log, exactly. There you go. That's um, and long. I added this fun little tidbit because I saw it over on uh, the now defunct platform of Twitter. Um, <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah. But uh, follow um, us on Twitter, by the way. Right. Mech Warrior 5 Mercenaries, we've talked a bunch about, we've mm-hmm. played, uh, has a mod in the works by the same people that brought the uh, like the really big mod for uh, the uh, it's not Rogue Tech. That's the Battle Tech one. Oh, I've completely oh, blanked on uh, it. Yeah, what is it called? I can't think of what the uh, Reloaded. Mech Warrior 5 go. Mercs Reloaded. Huge mod. Go. Really cool stuff. These guys are now working on a mod to bring playable tanks to the game which is fine until you realize that tanks just get stepped on and then they're dead so there's also (laughs) a mod called scary tanks and it makes the tanks more resilient and their guns a lot scarier oh that's pretty good 
That's pretty good. Well, cool. I like that. And anyway, I, fun mods. Yeah, I, I would actually still like to go back and and play through the totality of MechWarrior Five, which I did not, and I should do. I, that. I've so. played the original campaign, and I think one of the DLCs, but not all of them. So yeah, that that is one that if I if I I don't know maybe like Christmas break or something maybe I'll. It's on GeForce now. Yeah, I know. I know. It's the best way to play it. Well, uh, news this week. Actually, I have just a lot of variations on a theme uh, as far as what's going on. I started compiling it. I'm like, oh, this is all part of the same news story. So I thought I would uh, bring everybody up to date because we've been talking for quite a while, you know, in kind of dribs and drabs about this whole Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard. And I know we're tired of hearing about it, but I've got something new and interesting and fun this week, which is that uh, now... Microsoft is, we, we reported on this last week, under scrutiny, only two regulatory antitrust bodies have, have decided to allow this acquisition to go through, and everybody else is not convinced. He's very skeptical. Uh, they're very skeptical, as they probably should be. Uh, but the interesting thing, I got two things going on here. One is that Microsoft is starting to make some noises that they're going to adjust their model surrounding this purchase, including the idea of giving a, a promised 10-year licensing agreement to Sony for Call of Duty. So they would say, well, we're not a, we're not a, we're not a monopoly because we're going to license this to Sony for 10 years. 10 years guaranteed, and, you know, maybe they would do it even more or whatever. Um, and uh, th this is partly because the United Kingdom Competition and Markets Authority, that's sort of the 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 body in, inside the United Kingdom that, that does this, they sort of published all of, all of the arguments. And there's been just like a lot of, like everybody from Microsoft and Sony and everybody in between has something to say about this. And it's just so interesting uh, that I thought I would I would bring some of that stuff out. So uh, Microsoft yeah. is starting to change their their attitude as far as how they're going to do this because uh, of a whole bunch of claims of, by Microsoft and Sony about whether this is a a, a, a trust violation or or not. So uh, first of all, uh, Sony Microsoft says that they're not a this is not going to be a monopoly because Sony has more exclusive games than Microsoft, many of which are better quality. Wait, so they're Microsoft like, said that? Microsoft said that about Sony because they don't, you know, they're like, oh, we don't have the quality games. No, no, Sony has the quality games and more of them. Uh, so, you know, this clearly- That's a good argument. Is, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, wow, this is interesting. So I started to dig into this because this this written thing that the CMA released, they're, they're like going down all these. So uh, it, on the other hand, Sony says, no, no, Microsoft wants to make us, and this is what they said, they want to make us like Nintendo because their strategy is to squeeze us out of the shooter market like Nintendo, where we won't compete in the 18 plus age, uh, you know, shooter genre, I guess. And so, so Sony's like, oh, no, 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 Microsoft just wants us to be like Nintendo, uh, which I don't know what regula regulators make of that because Nintendo is like the one making uh, like buku money right now. Uh, Sony also, and I think we alluded to this last week, but Sony also claims that Xbox Game Pass has reached 29 million subscribers, which is below what Microsoft has been suggesting their subscribership has been at. So Microsoft is like reporting low numbers, which we've talked about on this podcast. And Sony's like, no, 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 no. They've got 29 million subscribers regulators. So this is definitely going to be a monopoly. Uh, apart from that, uh, Sony says, well, Microsoft says, well, Sony's not going to let us put PlayStation plus as a platform on the Xbox. And, and Microsoft says, uh, or sorry, Sony says that Microsoft is not going to allow game pass 
on the PlayStation. So like, I just, I just find all of this, this whole landscape. I'm so confused. I know, I know. And I find, I think it's just so beautiful because it's just so wacky. Uh, these companies saying that, uh, you know, oh no, they're so good and we're so, you know, we're just, we're not very good over here. So we really need Activision Blizzard. And, and, you know, on the other side, they're like, no, no, we're not good. They're great. And look at this purchase that they're going to make. And just all of the, the discussion that has gone back and forth in the, you know, the allegations. Um, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like it before. And I just find it hugely entertaining. Uh, so if you're not, if you're not looking around, take a look again, it's called the, um, uh, competition and markets authority in the United Kingdom. And they basically published all this. You can look through news sites on the internet where they've sort of taken all the individual arguments out and, and kind of pieced them all out. But, uh, I just, I just think it's beautiful. I think it's wonderful. Uh, it's a holiday miracle. It's uh, amazing. And yeah. It's just a, a, a never ending, uh, treasure trove. Of Remember like class. message board, like forum wars, like the console wars, like who's, who's better at this? Who's better at that? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever think no, that no. the, the blast oh, they're still there? So imagine Sega <laughs> we'll comes out there. and they're like, no, no, blast processing isn't actually anything. It doesn't mean anything. We just... <laughs> We don't do what Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah, Nintendo does. Nintendo does it all. We don't do. No, we don't do nothing. <laughs> oh man, I love that. I think that's just. I think that's just funny. Uh, something that is sort of funny adjacent, though. Uh, a few weeks back, we reported on Facebook, or I'm sorry, Meta. Uh, the, the meta company, um, kind of pushing this metaverse idea, this VR thing. And Mark Zuckerberg, ha Mark Zuckerberg had this um, avatar that looked like it was, I don't know, flash anime. I mean, it was, it was, it was like an untextured, it was just bad. Like it looked bad. And we were like, I don't know what they're doing, but oh my gosh, Facebook has a ton of money. By the way, uh, host LeGrand Jolly said that he was going to jump on with his Oculus and try this thing out. And I believe to date, uh, he has told lies because I don't think he's tried it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Meta has decided, and, and particularly Mark Zuckerberg has um, kind of pulled back from this idea. Uh, Meta is in the process of laying off about 11,000 people after spending $15 billion dollars on this metaverse project. And uh, hmm. Zuckerberg has mes messaged his employees uh, feeling rather abashed, I guess, saying, today I'm sharing some of the most difficult changes we've made in Meta's history. I've decided to reduce the size of our team by about 13%, let 11,000 of our talented employees go. Uh, talking about metaverse, many people predicted that... Um, uh, that, that there would be a permanent acceleration that would continue after the pandemic ended. Uh, but he says, unfortunately, that didn't happen. I, t I got this wrong. I take responsibility for that. Um, and I don't know. I feel like the $15 billion that they sunk into a project that looks bad and doesn't really excite anybody, uh, least of all, Dale Jones, uh, not on board with the metaverse. And I think Dale's kind of the bellwether. If you can't get Dale yeah. on board, what are you doing? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So... Give I'm, up. I'm all about staying within the bounds of the verse. I just not I getting can't, meta at all. <laughs> I I just can't understand what they thought they were doing. I I don't know. I, there are things that could be good. Like I liked PlayStation Home just fine, and having a 3D version of that and making it cool would be good. But I don't know how you spend 15 billion dollars. Um, but 
I don't know. I guess I don't have the $15 billion to throw around. So who knows? Yet. You don't yet. have $15 That's billion right. dollars yet. I'm still waiting on the podcast gravy train to come in. It's going to happen. Guys. Wait until happen. the dollar crashes and you'll have $15 billion and it'll be worth like a soda. Uh, that's right. I will plaster. <laughs> I will wallpaper my home in dollar bills. Guys, that is going to do it for all the main news we've got this week. We're going to cap it off with our speed run. Start that music. Hey, Pokemon Violet and Scarlet sell 10 million copies despite uh, being full of bugs and not the cute Pokemon. Duh, those kind. are the ones you're catching, right? <laughs> the bug. <laughs> That's pretty good, you guys. Uh, God of War Ragnarok is now Sony's fastest-selling first-party title. 5.1 million units sold in a week. It could have been 5.1001, except Jeremy didn't buy one. I wanted to play Gunbrave. Yeah. Look at me. Uh, sorry, I didn't buy here. one either. Uh, yeah. I didn't uh, either. No big deal, though, because World of Warcraft still very popular, it turns out. Uh, the, the launch of the newest expansion called Dragonflight has crippled servers and uh they're having like a queue. tiny tim they're having to queue um entry onto the servers again remember when wow used to do that all the time they would like uh, you'd think after like 20 years they'd figure that out yeah i it's just you can't <laughs> like, you just can't yeah. there's always more there's always more people out there i don't know i i don't know um marvel's midnight suns has 65,000 lines of branching dialogue that's a lot of trees how, how many variations of what? That's at ninety five percent. How could how could I miss that? Yeah, <laughs> I I actually think this is kind of cool because of course like all the superheroes are going to chat with each other and stuff. I I actually think that's kind of neat. I, I am looking forward to that game. I think it'll be sweet. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie is finally going to get a second pre launch trailer this week. Actually, tomorrow as of recording. Uh, so those of you who are listening listening to it in syndication, you probably know that uh, the the secret. Um, Super Mario Land 2 Wario's Six Golden Coins uh, reveal is oh, no. uh, yeah that's right everything's everything's coming up Wario well uh, if you like your uh, Nine Inch Nails game soundtracks Quake 1 now available with ray tracing because of amoral science which I don't know about the editorializing here <laughs> uh, I mean you know they, they, they but just because you can doesn't yeah. mean you could the science <laughs> your scientists never thought yeah Quake 1 one of the best games ever with or without the soundtrack yeah um, that's true even better with i remember opinion. playing the quake one shareware version oh, with a friend yes. uh just me and him like deathmatch versus all you had access to was that one level yeah. <laughs> like that was it but man we played that for months well Speaking of, uh, Gran Turismo is its way over to PC, according to yeah, uh, Kazunori Yamauchi. Yeah, that's right. And he he says I think one of the things that he he has not been sure about is he's kind of one of those like weird uh, video game auteurs, but specifically with respect to racing. And so he's like, oh, there are only a limited number of systems that can run this game at the spe- at a constant specification. Just don't know if Sony's machine is doing it anymore. Yeah, I don't know. know. <laughs> I guess, it, like, just because there's a PC out there that might, you know, lose some frames, yeah. uh, he's like, no, this cannot come to PC. So he's, I don't know. Huh. Uh, but, but you know, the, it, the thing that, oh, sorry, go ahead. Breaking, it's coming exclusive to GeForce now. Yeah, there yeah. you go. 
Uh, but the cool thing is that about PC is you could have mods where you could do all kinds of things to those cars, like make them bald. Uh, which is what has happened with The Last of Us 2. Somebody has put in a mod that makes Joel bald. Because I feel that like that's the power of PC. I feel like that's what happened to me. Someone put in a mod. Now a I'm mod bald. in real life, and now you're Well, the thing is, I can see why they've done that because obviously Joel has to have some reason to be pissed off at the world, right? And, and go on a revenge quest. I mean, you know, the the world's supply of minoxidil just yeah. gone. You know, when society collapses. Like a lot of that male pattern ball. He just, just he just needed some more turtle wax and he would have been that's fine. It. That's it. Well he didn't need it for long. <laughs> Spoilers. Whoops. Guys, that is gonna do it for this episode of your Game Bite Show podcast. I want to thank you all for being with us all the way to the end here. Thank you to my beautiful co-hosts. Uh, varying degrees of hair. It's all it's all lovely. You're lovely people. Beautiful. Uh, if you have any thoughts about the games that we played, if you can tell me about Gungrave, please, please do it. Uh, do it on social media. Find us collectively on Twitter. We are at Gamebyte Show on Twitter. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. I'm at Count Elmdor. I'm at Red underscore I. Our host, Legrand Jolly, absent tonight, is at Legrand on Twitter. And, uh, of course, you can find us also at YouTube.com, where we do this thing live. You can come subscribe to us there, YouTube.com slash GameByteShow. Uh, hit that bell, hit the alarm bell. So yeah. you'll be go check out that Dark Tide stream. Yeah, that's right. The first stream that we've done in a while. Jared, yeah. back in true yeah. true to his form. That's right. Good. Like some good, good, good plays there, you know? That's right. Yeah, I didn't die too much, I don't think. You guys succeeded, at least on that second mission. I think we won every mission, yeah. yeah. Go check it out. If you're interested in Warhammer, this is the place to do it. Dark Tide is, uh, is rolling in at uh, YouTube.com. If you want to talk Warhammer, uh, send, me a, 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 send me a message on the Discord or Twitter. Yeah, that's right. You can do that over at GameBiteShow.com. There's an open invite to our Discord server there. Come join and hang out with us. Uh, and we'll let you know about all these freebies, especially that Epic Game Store thing coming up. We, we, we are very diligent about making sure that nothing slides past you. That's right. Free games. Uh, you can also... That we'll never play. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All my stuff! Uh, memes are there. We do memes. Uh, also, at Game Byte Show, you can find the back catalog of all of our syndicated podcasts. Lots of good content going back. Years. Years, I, I tell you. And uh, all of wow. it good. Wonderful and stuff. Pretty soon it'll be a decade. It, it wow. might I mean, within, be. Within like two years, it'll be it, a decade. We're getting, we're getting there. It is coming getting up. Close. I think it was 14. Watch yeah. us age like uh, like the guy in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade oh, yeah. uh, taking the wrong rail. <laughs> like like the the guy the guy in Saving Private Ryan at the end. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> woof, woof. Uh, wow, <laughs> rough reference. Uh, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of your Game Byte Show podcast. Again, I want to thank you very much for being with us, and we will see you next time. We'll see you.